All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom in your boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a jam. What a fucking jam. Ahead of its time, really. You think, okay, that's a little far stretched, but I'm going to support you because you're the musicologist (laughs) in this building. Because that's not my area, but I'm just a hater. I'm just like, like if that would have came out yesterday, I feel like it would have been, it would have been an international, like, just (laughs) Goliath of a song. Maybe add a little Cardi B, and it would have just been a little explosion. Cardi B would do some do some right for that song, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, well, come back to the Black Zaddy's podcast, aka BZP. I am your host, the girl with the most, but don't you know, toast the Black Zaddy, Lee Knuckles, aka that nigga. That's leaving out your mama's back door window. Mm. Also known as Mr. Game 7. Also known as Dick in a Box. box. (laughs) And I am uh, I am Hassani Harris. Um, I'm not that nigga who leaves out the out the back of your mama's house. Because me and your mama don't exchange phone numbers. She ain't like me like that. I'm I'm a father. Uh, Want to be James Baldwin, aka Ooh, okay. the young old timer. <laughs> Catch me at your local Whole Foods, picking up whiskey and coconut. No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, as you know, this is a podcast dedicated to Black with a Q, fatherhood, masculinity. And exploring all the bullshit that happens in between. Um, as as you know, it's another episode our, of our season two. We've been focusing on interviews, trying to show you, trying to show and exemplify the expansiveness of what black, queer, fatherhood, masculinity looks like when raising children. And today. We have a special guest. You know what I'm saying? That we do. We have a we have this cat um, that shouts to my homie Chaz that linked us up. Uh, we have a homie named Martel. Martel, what's good? Welcome, welcome to the B Z P. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> First off, I mean, since y'all was doing some revolutionary uh, introductions. I figured that I'd be as revolution as Bayard Rustin at this time. You know, just go ahead and step in and, and introduce myself as that. Please. Right. I figured I figured since y'all was going, I was like, let me flow in with the Please. Yeah, yeah join, join the, the mix. mix. So you know, because you touched me with that Bayard Rustin. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> James Baldwin, let's do it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm excited for the conversation. Um, and I'm more so excited to see what type of uh, shenanigans we talk about. Um, so, because we know fatherhood at times can be a whole lot of shenanigan. Uh, a whole yes. lot of shenanigans. Absolute nonsense. And I um, love it. If from my perspective, they don't stop. It's, it's, not, it's nothing but shenanigans, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till the, the, the crawling and the walking and the talking and hearing what you say and repeating it back to other people. And you're like, oh, that's not, mm, okay. <laughs> oh. 
Oof. Ah. A stranger walks in, and then they say, oh, my daddy has another friend? I was like, oh. You're like, oh, okay, cool. That's what's up. That's what that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're friends. We cook. We're having dinner. Nothing crazy. Oh. Kids will put the business out there. Mm-hmm. They will. Yeah. So speaking of business, let's just start with some basics. I mean, this is gonna be a casual conversation for our listeners, but also we have some questions. Um, no pressure. You know what I'm saying we just chopping it up as three, three black queer motherfuckers do. Okay. So I think I think first of all, I mean, orient orient the listeners to like who you are. You know your journey to like to to black to black fatherhood you know what i'm saying yeah yo a journey a journey it has been most definitely <laughs> um i mean you know the basics uh what i say is a, a educated man uh sometimes not by choice um but i'm trying mm. to dismantle the systems that exist so i figure the further i could get in my education the more power i can have to do so so uh, in that case, right now, finishing up my last couple of months of candidacy. Hey! Uh, that that means doctoral? Does that mean PhD or EdD or something like that? That means PhD candidate. <laughs> okay, okay, come on. That part, the three long-ass fucking years, um, having conversations about what does an organization look like and how do we talk about community development and recognizing mm. the black cultural lens within that entire conversation. Mm. Um, yeah. So in short, leadership and change. Uh, so organizational development with an intersectional um, identity is what I like to call it. Um, okay. So currently in terms of my education, so finishing that up, um, I am currently right now a, a senior program manager of equity, empowerment, and youth development. Oh, okay. Right, though? So I get to work with youth experiencing homelessness. Uh, in other words, I work with the most amazing individuals impacted by the most shittiest system that we have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, empowering them, uh, doing it through a lens of equity. Um, so that's that's great. Transitional age youth, which is like 14 to 26, um, is what I say. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, um, I don't know why I'm acting like I ain't got like a couple more things. Uh, I also teach. <laughs> I was like, I'm not done yet. Hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, good. Hustle and grind. So let's just let's not act like we're done, right? Um, no, but I also I also teach at Antioch University. Um, I just wrapped up at New York Film Academy, uh, which was fun and exciting. Um, but yeah, Antioch University. Um, I teach there. Been there for about four, four or five years, maybe more, maybe one year less. Um, and then also, mm. um, I just do like some consulting on the side. So presentations, uh, work with other folks in their curriculums on youth engagement, LGBTQ competency, uh, the black dynamic of humility and competency. So, um, yeah, I, I like to dwindle myself in a lot of things on top of parenting, um, and trying to practice healing. So, so wait, I'm confused real quick. How many hours do you have then in the days? Cause I, I th- I'm over here with 24. I feel and like you're with a couple of more. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. 
in between all that, the, the last thing I'll say, because this this would be like my little plug shout out, is, you know, I started a nonprofit on like leadership, empowerment, development, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, to get back to my community. In other words, you know, there's always those little side things that you do. Um, and folks are always like, if I had a 501c3, it'd be so easy to make some change. So we started one. Um, mm. There's a project to do. We have the lens and the resources to do it from. Um, so in terms of time, um, I make time because guess what? Nothing is a priority other than the things I want to do. Oop. Always have something to do. But at the end of the day, my talent is a resource and leverage in the way that I want it to be. So uh, uh, folks just have to recognize that I'm going to do what's fun for me. Um, and I just learned how to keep my capacity at that. So fortunate, fortunate to have resource, uh, mm. power, privilege, um, and options. I must say so myself. Let me not, I'm going to be like real stereotypical for a moment. What's your sign? Ooh, I'm an Aries. I'm, 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 you're an Aries. This is this 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 seems this seems fitting. Fire fire sign gang, you know what I'm saying? Fire sign gang, you know what I'm saying? We out here. Um, dope. Okay. So okay, so you out here hustling, holding a million jobs. You know, um, I have questions if you are Jamaican, but you know that's for a different conversation for a different time. I'm unclear. Um, Nigerian people. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say I'm surprised? I cannot. Um, okay, so then you're doing all these jobs, you're working, and then obviously you're a father. So can you enlighten us a bit on like your path to how you how you got here? Like, are you are you married? Are you what's up? What's the rotation? You know, so on, on the realest shit, um, you know, thinking of the the black dynamics of family and uh, I yeah, every family, every black family has a different dynamic. Either you know, it's all family we all love. We might be doing some toxic shit, but at the end of the day, we all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love each other from that. Um, and then there's some that's like, oh, like we love you, but not if you're doing this. Yeah, yeah, um, very conditional. No. <laughs> you know that conditional love, and my gay ass. Mm-hmm. All facts of that is what my mom said, strictly dickly. Um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> was like, oh, I don't, I don't like conditional love. So I'm gonna go ahead and let y'all do y'all over there, and I'm gonna just dish the fuck up here. Um, mm. That that concept of family was so important for me, um, and you know, my beginning of college. Um, life wasn't uh i didn't see life i was just like i saw darkness um Mm -hmm. so i was struggling with a lot of shit um but there was two of like the closest people in my life um who was like yo we love you and whatever you're doing like we're gonna show you light and we're gonna show you family yeah Uh, i was like whoa it was two folks from inglewood that was literally like just inglewood um, and they were like, we love you. We love your gay ass. We're going to cook for you. We're going to be our child. It was a weird dynamic, but also at the same time, I love that shit. Yeah. Radical love, imagine. So since then, I was like, I always wanted to have a family. And I had my best friend since second grade. Second fucking grade. Um, so we lived together for years and years um, after college and literally was like, 
Yo, I mean, we always joked about it. We talked about it. We have a whole ass video too. I might have to send it to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we talked about it for a while. And then um, one day she like came back and she was like, yeah, I went to the OBGYN and they were just like, you know, you're getting older and if you're going to have kids, like you should do it. It's easier. And we got this. It's easier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just heads up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's an option if you want to explore. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. With the variable of the body, I guess? Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. It's just a weird thing. Have them, period. Have them, period. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we got an at-home kit. Um. I, I was not. I was not. I was not doing it the traditional way. There was no way. <laughs> You're like, listen, I just can't. I can't. I was like, it's, you know, I, I want to have a family, but it's not worth it if I have to do it that way. We weren't going to pay because you know, black folks. Yeah, it's I, expensive I, as fuck. Shit. I was like, I don't. I didn't have that type of job. I didn't. I hustled, oh. but it never came up. Right. Okay, <laughs> so that that is not. Um, so yeah, we had a home kit. It took us about two to three months. Uh, conceived actually around my birthday. It was like a gift to me. I was like, Holy "Hey, come on!" My ancestors was like, "Here you go. I'm gonna give you work." Here, <laughs> <laughs> Here is a lifetime of work. You're you're welcome. Matter of fact, I'm gonna even make it a girl because you know like, the the world likes to make sure that they're invisible. Black women are invisible, so mm. they were like, "I want you to make sure she is seen." Hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm I'm up for the task. After I cried a bit, um, and after you know you went through that whole like, oh fuck, I'm really a father, and I'm a gay father. Do you yeah. know how much dick I'm not going to get? Fuck. You said how much dick you're not going to get? Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we want to get there because this is but, this you know, is having the child. Actually, <laughs> I think it increased. So okay, I was like, I looked at that completely wrong. Um, Opportunities. I was just saying, but yeah. So, so, so that's the story uh, from you know a, a brief synopsis of it. Um, to where, yeah, I, I got to have the best gift in my entire life. Um, that brings me joy, anxiety, fear, um, anger, happiness, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of it. Listen, okay. Dope. Okay. okay. Thanks for sharing. That's a yeah. No, it's a, it's a great gift. I'm like, yeah. I can only imagine how y'all got to fatherhood. It's, it's really interesting. Uh, well, I mean, there is. I'm, a, I'm. Go ahead, go ahead. You good? No, I'm. I, I'm. I'm married <laughs> to a woman. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Uh, we were like, yeah, we were like, hey, let's try to make this kid happen. Come in a PC program. It seemed like the ideal time. Clearly. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. You know, now I'm like, you know, this is ideal, but also incredibly not ideal. Um, yeah. And and we was like, yo, let's make it work. It happened in the first month. I got I was laughed at. Literally asked me, like, when do you want to? My partner was like, when do you want this baby by? When do you want to, like, be pregnant by? Keep in mind, it, it was like September. And I was like, I it was like December. Laughed in my face. <laughs> you know, cue the cue the funk flex bomb sound. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what happened, baby. Just throwing out kids. You just throwing out. Kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Oprah of kids. 
not no, hope not please god no the i'm not future <laughs> i'm not future that's that i would call that the oprah kids <laughs> nigga will give out kids so i i um am married to a woman as well and i just recently found i just recently started telling people that my ass liked any type of dick so um <laughs> you know she and, and and she she's part of the reason why that even happened. She you know helped me figure that out about myself in a lot of ways. So I'm grateful for the process and how it came out. But you know, sometimes you got to go through some things to get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ain't it the truth though? Ain't it the truth? Yeah. Word. So do you yeah do you want to go? Sign your questions. Or I can go. Um, I I think well a lot of my my questions are probably going to come from just being nosy and wanted to find out like how <laughs> how, how friends uh parent together okay like i, I, I like is our are, are the dynamics different totally <laughs> you said totally you know it, it's actually interesting because i'm i'm always curious i'm like why y'all seem like y'all struggle so hard um y'all should have, everybody should have kids kids with their friends our friends, mm. kids with their friends. But I also say it's not, that doesn't mean it's easy. That, that totally doesn't mean it's easy. Um, I think it, there's a different dynamic, right? Um, and in one case, like, so we're fortunate enough to where we kind of switch off weekly. Um, uh-huh. so, all right, you're the lead parent. Um, so, you know, you're expected to take them to school if they need anything, cook food, the whole synopsis that you would generally do on the day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we, we do that we switch off but like we all live together so we're, we're in a three bedroom um, oh dope yeah everybody got their own space <laughs> okay there's no way in the world it'll work if not um uh-huh. i got their own space so it's it's beautiful in that sense of like we're making it work um i think the the challenge at times could be well no actually and the, the good thing is we're both like oh we're friends we already know what we both like we already both know what's going to irritate us anger us we know we both just in that sense and it's also at the same time it's like you doing you and i'm doing me um mm-hmm. which is challenging at times mm-hmm. um but at the same time you're like well this this is who we're doing it for though um so it's always going back to that centerpiece of like well it's it's for our child right now until they get old enough and then we're like all right back to us um so yeah so i i believe it's much easier than that you know there's there's a less of an expectation but i'll be real as fuck um in the very beginning like i was hurt like i was like i wish i had a nigga to crawl up in the bed with Mm -hmm. and just cry to because i'm fucking exhausted um and you know that I think that was a real gap in the the beginning process, and even now, even now in those processes, like there was those moments where I'm like, I wish there was an intimate experience I could have navigating this. And your and like and your friend is not, I guess they can't cross that barrier or like as like someone to cuddle with. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because we can lay in the bed with each other and like cuddle, but right. that's, that's not what I'm looking for. You know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Get my booty rubbed from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, like it it'd just be a great thing to and it's not even from like a sexual perspective. It's just more mm-hmm. of like a feeling of like intimacy and a feeling of like I know somebody like is is watching my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so it's it's kinda like that. So that way as I'm spending all this energy watching my child, and I'm a service worker, so all of my work yeah. is service of others. 
it's kind of that same sense of like, oh, like, I don't have that for me. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, and we both used to have that for each other, but now we, ex- that's all for our daughter. So it's yeah. like, in capacity, like, we're like, damn. <sighs> like, I was like, well, I got this for you, girl. Like, I, I, can't, I can't, can't give you what I used to. That Our daughter has that. that she, it's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's gone. So it does change yeah. the dynamic, but um, it's, it's still a beautiful thing. I think that, you know, COVID has taken away the reflection piece of being like a parent in today's world. Wow. Say more. So I say that in a sense of like, you know, you, you get to like, there's moments when you can reflect, right? And like, I can't reflect in the ways I can every day in the same exact space. Like, well, yeah. I can think, and I can think constantly, but I'm not having these new experiences to kind of balance and weigh out mm-hmm. of the things that's happening in the world. So it, it's almost like the, the same day is happening over and over and over again. Um, so I start like going to different places to work even, but just even be able to take my daughter somewhere and then like oh my god like i got my daughter or like us as a family go places and do things like mm-hmm. all of that's gone and i don't like the beach and she goes to the beach and i'm like damn i hate sand and like i want to go because we need a family experience but i'm like fuck the sand get on my nerves wow in california don't like the beach we live in the midwest i am pissed that you have the nerve to say that shit I thought I got privilege, you know, and I'm a flex on my privilege at times because black men, that's a powerful thing. Um, so I'm, like, mm, I'm owning my shit, but that don't mean I owe other folks shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I want to have more family experiences, but I'm also like right now in like the neck of ending my doctorate and the neck of mm-hmm. um, moving forward in my professional career. So I'm like, damn couple more months and like hopefully COVID's over and I finish this shit and like I want to build more of that family dynamic before it gets dissipated um, yeah live our two completely separate lives yeah so so tell so tell me a little bit because like I think we we talked to we talked to some other folks um about preparing for fatherhood right and like how we had we we asked we had another we had another person that had a similar situation and essentially was like yeah and essentially essentially was saying that like they got super close with their friend who was pregnant like super close right and, and it sounds like y'all are still able to like as friends to be like yeah girl uh, we I need my distance <laughs> like you're gonna do your thing I'm gonna do my thing <laughs> which which I think for me is interesting because like. For me, I really found it was really powerful given, you know, part of the time was during a panini um, that like I was like with my partner seeing seeing her get pregnant, like we were in relationship and things like that. And I'm wondering like, how, yeah, OK, I'm not open up vag- vaginal <laughs> lips to see what's going on. I think the child opened it up good enough. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, I'm like, how, how was preparing for fatherhood? Being like, being a gay man, being with your friend, and like y'all occupying, like having these different spaces, and not really being in each other's face or in grill in your grill in each other's grill like that, mm-hmm. right? Though, um, which was funny. Now you know we had um, okay. Well, I did, but like um, you know, like she was also like with someone else at that time as well too. Yeah, um, which was an interesting dynamic as fuck. I love that whole entire. So you were seeing someone, and she was seeing someone. I wasn't seeing someone. 
Okay. Okay, got you. Got you. Yeah, you 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 were um you were surveilling the field. You know what I mean? Surve- I just ended a relationship. So like I also wasn't like I was like, fuck it, I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was interesting in the in the sense of like uh we we kind of went into this whole like um we did everything together like we we did the the mm, okay. family classes so we, we still did all that stuff and we lived together mm-hmm. like all those things still happened and we were already close enough to where it was like we didn't need any further and she's also very like my bubble my space get the fuck out of my bubble my space yeah yeah um, which allows us to operate very well together. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna be in your bubble, but I know when not to be in your bubble cause I'm gonna be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in that same sense of just being like, uh, you do you, I do me, we do each other. We would say like team or I. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like we just wanted the best for our child. So it was, yeah, it, it's interesting that question. Cause I'm like really thinking about it and I'm just like, like, yeah, we did, but we never really, we were in each other's faces. Like, it just wasn't, yeah. like, especially when I had to, like, start, even before, like, you know, she was pregnant. And I was like, I started getting over it. Cause, like, if I come in a cup one more motherfucking time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I would say I think the, the biggest challenge was everyone else's perception of us falling. You know, you, you were talking about mm-hmm. it in a different podcast, and that's so fucking real. Where it was like, yeah, dad, sure, you're necessary. <laughs> you're funny. Please, <laughs> while we, you know, work on the mom. There was a yeah. time in the hospital <laughs> where the nurse was like telling the mom, and she was like, oh, we're going to um, take the, the belly button, whatever the hell she was going to do. She was like, do, mm-hmm. do you want to come? And I was like, oh, no, she's going to lay down. I'm going to go. She said, ma'am, I said, she completely ignored me. I said, excuse me, ma'am. I know you hurt me. I'm going with my baby. Let's go. And I was like, <laughs> I was so ready. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Am I just a stranger here? Like, uh-huh. hey, that's my money. That's my time. That's my resource. How fucking dare you? Get the hell out of my way. Like, do that shit my damn self. I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> I needed her. But still, like, so yeah. Oof. So it, it was, yeah, it was just more of, I think for everyone else, it was weird. Cause they were just like, oh, well you need to make sure you tend to her and like get her gifts and like rub her back. And I was like, that's not a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that I'm sure that looks, that looks very weird. People are like, you are a vapid bastard. And you're like, no, these, we, we have, we have understood boundaries. This is actually how we operate. Like if I was doing that, it would actually be a problem, but y'all are out here playing these games. Cause like you have this preconceived notion of what people are supposed to do. Everybody, everybody needs it to be normal for them, and you're like, "Bitch, we over here doing our own thing." Like, <laughs> we, we know what we like. We are, we are, we are in relationship. We are in conversation right now. Mm. Okay. Really make sure that folks understand. Like, this is how we define family. Uh, mm. This is how we define our relationship and our process. And like, if you want to participate, you can. But the second you start acting, like, bye. We don't need the extra shit. We've been doing fine without y'all since we've been here. So enjoy our process or, or you got to go. Like, that's just it. Yeah. You know? Do you... Yeah. Do you do you feel like uh like in in those in those family times that you need to like uh kind of make sure people know that uh, you're not in a relationship with the 
with the mother and it, it's like does that does that happen or you feel conflicted with with, with those with those type of Marcel's like oh my god <laughs> You know, at the beginning, it was really problematic. Like, I was getting to points where I was like, I swear to God, I'm going to cuss everybody out. And, like, I was about to be, like, just like, ain't nobody going to see me or my child ever again. Like, y'all are really, like, pushing buttons. Oh, wow. Really? What was going on? Because they were just like, they was like, you know, it even started in the beginning, like, when we were like, oh, we're going to do it this way. Like, we're going to have this at-home kit that we can use. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. why don't you do it the traditional way? And I don't understand why you want to do it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the conversations on like, oh, well, you need to make sure you're here for her. Like, she's the mother of your child. And like, that's, mm-hmm. that's your mama. And I was just like, I don't, what? No, like, get that shit out of here. Like, no. Like, I was like, this is a different dynamic. There's not a book, mm-hmm. period. There's, there's mm-hmm. barely a book on fucking black parenting. And I want to make sure that we know <laughs> black parenting. I mean, parenting. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. So it was, it was really, it was really different. It was really different in that sense. Um, today now, everybody gets it because I use the whole like, if you don't ever want to see me or my child again, you might have to act right. Oh no! So it was like, that's it. Because I was like, as fast as we came in, is as fast as we can go out. Um, and I and I use that to the heart because I just I don't have the my patience has grown very low. <laughs> Oof! Oh my child, mm-hmm. like that's that's what's for like she need that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. so yeah i guess like the thing that's interesting thing that keeps striking me and i think the thing that i've i think me and i talked about is off the pod in the pod on our own time via text and all this stuff like is like pers- like how do you develop like how do you recreate i don't want to say recreate but we'll say recreate recreate family right like I think for you, right, you, I think you unfortunately re- represent, like, a, a decently common narrative with a lot of gay and queer folks that, like, you're like, hey, 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 I know you love me, so, like, I'm <laughs> queer. And they're like, yeah, can't do that today or ever. And you're mm-hmm. like, cool, all right, tight, I'm out, cool. I, oh, you're gone instead. That's even better. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and then. You know, or like, or or otherwise, like this passive, weird, you know, sense of like community. And like for me, I'm thinking like, like you know, the people who have embraced me most, are like my queer, my queer fam, right? The ch- my ch- the Chazes and the other folks that I love and love dearly and love uncontrollably. Uh, you know, Hassani growing to be that person um, and things like that. And I'm wondering like. I, I, one, I guess, was like how. How did you figure out what you wanted your family to look like, or what you wanted your family to be? Especially like, you. I mean, you had this Im- impactful, radical, loving moment, right? Of like two niggas being like, "Oh yeah, we love you. Come through, dog. We got you." You know, <laughs> it's like which is powerful, but like you know, I'm sure you're also like figuring out like what the fuck this family looked like for me when I had these ex- this example prior that like is. I do not want to replicate. This is not an example I'm interested in at all. <laughs> you know, your child's like, hey, didn't you like, no, nah, nigga, it's not going to work for me. I'm out. And you're like, oh, this is not cute. <laughs> like, this is not it. It's, it's you know, it's funny because, um, you know, I, I got into that that idea of like, okay, I'm going to define my family and I'm going to create what that looks like. And then there was a moment in time that I said, fuck, fuck it. 
black bucket. And I know as we as humans, like we, it's it's easy for us to define something and then to oh like, yeah that and create boundaries around it and, and limitations and expectations and um, I want that for a relationship. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, <laughs> I have an expectation. Yeah. Your ass going to read it or like let me know so I can go. Uh, yeah. But um, in, in terms of family, and I'll and I'll even say it. I think the concept of family for me is so. Uh, muddled that I'm like I'm mm. like oh, cool. like you're my friend you're my cousin you're my auntie no blood relations um you know when folks are like oh but blood is thicker than water and I'm like but you also need yeah. water to survive so I'm just like wow, wow. oh okay that's okay right you better you better <laughs> tell these people come on rev <laughs> let them know so it's like I think in my way family is literally going to be what i say is situational at times um mm. it could be the long term I, I even use it in the same sense i was watching a tyler perry movie you know she always got something to say and um or he or they um depending on which you know identity they are going to navigate within yeah um <laughs> that you know it's it's like it's like those there's the roots and then there's the branches and then there's the leaves mm -hmm. um, and for me family is that because i can be family with you the first day i meet you um, we yeah. have a kindred spirit and like we were supposed to be connected. It might not have been for a long time, but yet, however, like in this moment in time, like this is the family that we're going to create and like this is what mm -hmm. it looks like. So I think that comes from me, you know, having a sense of like lost family. Um, yeah. And having, being in a much better place with my blood family, um, which I'm like, see, now I got to redefine. This is blood and this is chosen. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I, I, I haven't, like, even for me, like, I'm like, okay, what is my daughter going to be? Like, I'm so curious. Like, I haven't even put any yeah. idea of what she's, what she's going to do. I'm like, I want her to explore everything and anything. And like, I hope she doesn't just want to do art only. And like, and I'm like, mm -hmm. girl, do the art and the like crafts and like the, okay, you saw I said arts and crafts. I didn't mean to do that. It's just oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> we we get you. We get you. You know, I want her to like, you know, as I engage in all these different things and it makes me happy. Like I want her to know like you don't have to be just one thing. Like the shit, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, and a fucking chef at the same damn time. Like mm -hmm. I, I wanna even in that concept, like you can celebrate any traditions and cultures. Like I just want her to be open to saying, I am gonna define my world by what makes me happy and brings me joy. Um, mm. Just in the same way that I create mine. So it's like family for me is so conventionally unconventional. Um, yeah. No. Uh, that's a complex kind of question for me to define. Um, oh, yeah. I, I understand. I, it sounds. It sounds like it's. It sounds like it's defined by the child, really. Like, cause that's where you went. Like, you. It's. It's essentially like I. You're starting. You start from the ground. It's like I'm about to build up, and I'm gonna make this family. And uh, the child is is there. She, she's there to help nourish all of those roots and branches to grow and be as big as they can be, and like create a a, a different and new, uh, loving environment that like lets her be who she wants to be lets you be who you want to be and there's no you know there's none of those conditions <laughs> none, none of it none of it. i don't want 
that that's that cycle of oppression that that cycle of trauma like even in the same sense like i'm like i'm here to lead and guide my daughter that is my role mm. I'm gonna take care of her ass like i was like as far as like even the the way she talks to me like if however i talk to her i only expect her to talk to me in the same damn way like mm. i'm like whatever notion that is and if someone's like oh like you let your daughter talk to you like that i'm like i talk to my daughter like that like the fuck like i'm okay with that man that's that's a that's an impressive cycle to break because baby i be wanted to be like my my child's six months old and i'd be like goo goo gaga <laughs> nigga what <laughs> you know and i think a lot of it comes like i, I work with youth experiencing homelessness and they bring mm-hmm. in their families and their young people and like you see the dynamics of not having shit and then you sit there and you see what is created from not having, right you you have to find the little things that make you feel like you have something and you know, mm-hmm. like when I didn't, I also navigated these same exact experiences and like not having shit, you take so much more for granted. And you literally just like, hey, y'all have a whole child. I went from not having shit, getting kicked out of college. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, I got kicked out of my match. Gang, gang, baby, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> oh, right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm about to walk in with a PhD. Like, and what? Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, like all of those different things made me really say like, no, nah, like that's my daughter is going to create the family, like in the same way that I believe that family should be generational and should be like when we have this new generation that comes in, it's now up to them to define family. And we are supposed to lead and guide them and give them the traditions and rituals that we have. But at the end of the day, like it's up to them to choose what they want and, and what feels right. And if we aren't contributing and giving them that same exact resource and tool then then what are we doing? Like, is it more so that we want to have that pride? Do we really want to continue in this type of like colonized imperialistic like culture and, and, and hegemonic system that has already been created? Like, I don't want that. Like, and I'm dismantling that within my own career in education. So like, mm-hmm. I also have to say, well, what does that mean for my daughter as a black woman in today's world? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to set her up for success to also know what it's like to be a black woman in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could only imagine her like, okay, dad, so you're going to be an adultess with me? Like, we're going to do adultism in the house? Like, I'm oh, like, wow. yeah. my daughter will have the language and tools, so she's going to call it out. And I would expect <laughs> her to. So I'm, I'm prepping and preparing because my daughter will have those tools um, to where her teachers are going to be like, your daughter came home today? Because I'm like, what do you mean my daughter came home? Because she, she educated you? Like, we can't, we can't do that all the time. It's one of those. It's, it's, I think it's one of those, and I, and, and I firmly believe that uh, we as parents have to do much better to give our children the opportunity to lead at a, at birth. I'm like, what was, mm-hmm. if we're not doing that, especially as Black folks, like we really not setting up our children for success to, to navigate all these white spaces they're going to be in that's never going to let them do the shit. So Oof. at least let them do it at home. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting you talk about, like, talk about, work with young people and be and seeing some and being and imagining that, Hey, I'm be a good dad because I, I mean, me and Hassani have talked about this because our experiences with like having fathers has been, um, suboptimal, <laughs> you know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be uh Joe at the office, it's been suboptimal. <laughs> um, if I'm going to be real, it was, you know, fucking trash. Motherfuckers is not available absent <laughs> um how you not available it, all the damn time all the time you know what i mean um <laughs> you don't got no hours of operation 
None. Just. <laughs> yeah, my my hours are once every twenty three years. You're like, wow, is are these Jordan drops? What are my, am I missing something here? Um. Anyways, dark jokes, dark dad jokes for the win. Um. But but I I uh, you talked about your mom earlier, but you didn't mention your father, and I don't necessarily know what's going. I didn't know if your father was not part of the picture, but I'm wondering. Um, cause I have a hard, I had a hard time really up until my child came into this world. Um, I think sometimes it's like those narratives kind of peek in every once in a while of concerning that I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to end up, my story's going to end up like my father's in terms of fathering, but constantly finding me, finding myself, what I'm actively doing right now is like, I'm, I'm actively 80 million times better than this nigga. Like, literally, like, this, I'm like, what is going, like, this cat is like Donald Duck and I'm Batman, you know what I mean? This is like, <laughs> incomparable, incomparable, you know what I mean? I'm like, Jubilee versus, like, Sabretooth, this is a bad time, like, I am, I am off the hook, you know what I mean? Um, You know, comic book references, who, who know, um... And I'm guessing. I mean, I'm just, I'm wondering, like, when you talk, when that that moment of the beauty of working with youth, I imagine is that like you were like, okay, I can there's some, I can do some of this shit. Like, I have the skills, and I've I taught for a year and I had that experience. But um, if you, did you have those? Did you have those thoughts? I don't necessarily know who your who your father was. If there was a father, I don't really know how that goes down. Yo, so um, I'm Nigerian Igbo. Um, so one, my, my dad is like, he's, he's so in my life at times that I'm just like, dad, please have color. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's like, beautiful. yeah, no, I, I, so, you know, it's interesting. The dynamics of my mom's from Inglewood. Um, my dad is from Nigeria. So okay. um, if folks were to say like, okay, are you like your mom or are you like your dad? And I'm like, I'm dead ass. Both of my parents, um, yeah, yeah. the best qualities of both of them, um, is what I say. Um, so it's like, um, my dad, yeah, he's kind, humble, patient. Um, I mean, the man is a great fucking man. I think the, the challenge that I've always had was, um, you know, he came when he was young. Uh, so there was like this language barrier. So like, I got to the point where I tried to communicate with him and was just like, eh, fuck it, I'm over it. Um, oh. but it's, like I'm, I'm dead ass. And like, I was just like, you know, he had all of our like traditions and rituals. I didn't take none of that. And until I got to college and recognized, um, and honestly, we were bullied a lot in high school by black kids. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I, I know. Yeah. I'm I'm like, fuck y'all fucked up. And then we get fucking Black Panther come out and Wakanda. And I'm like, fuck all of y'all. <laughs> all of y'all, you know? And I'm just like, fuck. So like, I, I completely <laughs> let go of it. <laughs> Man. I'm dead ass. I tell you, when I sat in that movie theater and I saw the black people clapping, <laughs> and I was too, and I was like, y'all the fucking reason why I can't speak my tongue. Y'all the fucking reason why I was stressed out in high school all the damn time. I mean, I, folks was talking bad shit. It was talking bad shit. My brother got jumped. Just dead ass. My brother got jumped because of shit like this. And I'm just like, y'all hate Africans that fucking much. And I'm like, I didn't even have an accent. I wish I did. But then again, no, I don't. I don't. wasn't trying I don't. to get um, So, yeah. So, no, my, my dad um, was always in our lives. It was just really, oh, okay. he worked, he, he was an immigrant. Like, he worked like an immigrant. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
night. And that's where I get that hustle from as well as my mom. But I had actually more conflict with my mom than I ever had with my dad. So mm. yeah, she was, shit, she was a nigga to me. I don't know anybody say she'll, she'll, she'll go head up with you. She'll be like, square out there, let's go. And I'll be like, oh, you one of those. Okay, all right. All right, mom, <laughs> do you, do you. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight you. Cause you're gonna beat my ass anyway. So it don't even matter. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, my dad was a great figure. I just, I wish we had more conversations and discussions. And I think he was always there, but the only conversation we ever talked about was school. And like, that was his, mm. oh, education. I'm like, nigga, do you know I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's like, like yeah, yeah, what about those grades though? You're like, yo, did, did you hear what I just said, said dad? <laughs> like, my dad didn't even know we was drinking right in front of him. Didn't even, didn't even know. Like we, I had my friends over, we was just tossing the bottle. He had no clue, but like, that was my dad. Like, and it wasn't a bad thing. He just was like, oh, my kids, okay. My kids are here, I need to cook, I need to clean and put my kids yeah. in. And I was like, okay, dad. Um, but you know, I think I would have loved more engagement, but I also didn't know how to ask for that. Um, and I didn't expect mm. My mama, you didn't get none of that shit. So I don't know nothing outside of my parents. Um, yes, yeah. uncles and aunties, but outside of that, like I don't. My grandparents are all they all passed away when my parents were teenagers. Um, so even in that case, like I was family, I'm like I don't. I never give a fuck about family. I was like whatever. Like I got parents, they take care of me. I got a roof over my head. I'm good. <laughs> so, but I was mm-hmm. like, it, it taught me. I was like, that's not what I want for my daughter though. So she would know her grandparents. She'll get to have that. Um, even if it doesn't include me at times, because I'm still like, mm, I was talking some shit the other day. I'm not gonna fuck with y'all. Yeah, uh, but my daughter can, cause she love y'all and y'all love her, and y'all understand the boundaries that I set. So y'all ain't gonna be shady as fuck and say some shit behind my back. Um, and I know my parents love the fuck out of me. So today is a today is a different day compared to ten years ago. You would have heard a completely different conversation. <laughs> I'm sure we would have. Okay. Well, let me get to the meat and potatoes of some questions I got here. Okay. So you talking about so you talking about dating? Okay. <laughs> you already talking about it's, it was tight. So I, I I I'm intrigued. I think partially because again the dynamic of you and your best friend versus like you know being versus me being in a relationship with a woman, sorry, being in a relationship with a woman. And when the baby comes, you know, they're out of commish. You know, they're it's rough. It's a rough time for them, you know, and we're trying to navigate that. Um so I guess one so I guess one, I'm you know, I, I be out here in these streets. I like I have an idea of like queer culture. I know queer I mean, I'm queer, right? But it's it's interesting because I'm like, how has your experience been trying to date, chop it up, get a release? You know, whatever, you know, whatever it looks like. Have a little erotic chat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get to get released? I mean, now that's a question. With like, I mean, you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> okay.
but no, like I, I, you know, I bust my ass off and like, I, I, I started to, there were times where I would like, so t- to answer the question explicitly and then to provide some context. Yeah, no, yeah, please do. It has been really easy in terms of engaging in like sexual encounters and like, you know, like it is the gay community and like, I'm not going to say that as men, men get off much easier because we socialize to just say, get off. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been as active as I used to be like in my college days. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, we all had time to be for the streets. But... I was like, you had time. I was like, <laughs> what is time? The parking lot, the backyards, like all of it, like shit. Yeah, yeah. Now I just got time only for the streets. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I would say for me, like I, I make sure that that's something I do because I love being sexual. Like it's, it's a part of my Same. Life. It's right. very important. Yeah. And I, I used to be really taboo around it and really like, I was like, the way that I see my body is I love the fuck out of my body. And like, mm-hmm. I am very fortunate to have the body that I have. And I'm not saying nigga got a six pack and woo woo. I'm saying that when I look in the mirror, like I love me and that's just it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have the scars that you can't see that has brought me to where I am today. So I said, granted on that note, like whatever the fuck I want, I'm gonna go get and without expectation. Until a nigga want to get in a relationship, then I'm like, I got expectations. So, yeah. and they're like, I can't meet those. Right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's got literally it. the time of God. I'm like, yes, like, I want to talk to you once a week. Ooh, what? Once a week? Damn, I can't meet those. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, what is this then? Because we're doing it like three times a fucking week. I don't understand. Right. So, um. So, yeah, no, I, I, I got into a point to where before I had to like really reflect, and I think I'm in this this process of healing and, and, and process of reflecting. Um, so I'm a survivor. Um, so I don't know if y'all understand the context of survivor and what that means in a standalone statement. Um, but I know parts of that uh, really kind of made me think of like, what is it that I want and like, how do I want different things? And like, what does that mean for me? Um, so I really had to process a lot around that. Um, and I think, you know, I came to a point where I was like, you know what, like, first off, ain't nobody defining me but me. So I got to I got to hold true to that. Um, and then the next piece was really looking at. Um, I can still be sexual and it can still feel good. Um, mm-hmm. Like once I unpacked that and like really, really wrote with it. Shit. Uh, dating was easier. But then I realized I was like, I don't know if. Uh, a monogamous relationship is for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've tried open relationships and was like, that shit ain't for me either. Um, but that was open. That wasn't polyamorous. Um, I got invited into a polyamorous relationship, but was like, y'all seem real like foundational and set. Um, and I don't feel like I could be as intentional with like both of y'all as I could be with just you. So I was like, I don't know what that's mm. um, So yeah, so I, I processed a lot of that. And then I just came to a point where I said, you know what, Martel, like, when it's real, it's real. Um, I realize that a lot of dudes are always like, oh, you're a darter. And they try to like buddy my darter and think that's going to buddy me or like. Oh, interesting. Like, OK. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm going to take you like, you know, like and they, they think of my darter before they think of me. And I said, you know, what? first off, like if you're going to be with me, I need you to be with me. Mm-hmm. I got my darter. Her mama got her, too. She got all mm-hmm. the things. Her grandma got her. Everybody got my darter. Every motherfucking person got it. I was like, but I'm not looking for someone to have my darter. I'm looking for them to have me. And I was like, you need approval from me. My daughter may or may not approve you, um, but she is a variable. But at the same time, I'm not also giving my daughter that. 
Like, unless right. you're like, daddy, this person, boo, doo, doo, boo, that's a completely different story. Right. But in the terms of like, well, daddy, I just, I just don't like them. I'm like, oh, well, then, shit, it ain't for you, though. Ain't that the fact? <laughs> uh, so I'm like, let's talk about that, though. Like, let's unpack it. Let's have a conversation. Because daddy really likes this person. Um, so, you know, and I learned that from my dad because I didn't approve his marriage. Um, and he was like, but it's for me. And I was like, ooh, you so right. <laughs> <laughs> I leave <Yeah. laughs> and I have the option of leaving so why am I making you unhappy and not supporting who you are mm-hmm. um, so I had to I had to check myself on that because I was fucked up um, but at the same time you know I, I think for me uh, dating's been interesting in the sense of like telling folks I mean I dated another dude who had a kid he was in the closet and I was like oh this ain't gonna work bro like oh wow that is brutal it was and I was yeah, like yeah that's tough yeah, I found out he was in the closet because his baby mama caught him. She was like, where are you at? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> where are you at? You're like, what you mean? You're a grown-ass man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's tough. So Ooh. where are you? I'm just curious. <laughs> I was like, don't tell him the address, but you better tell him where you are because I'm like, oh, that shit. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's it's been a really interesting experience where i thought it was gonna be like oh, i have a kid ain't nobody fucking with a kid with a kid yeah that that mean that would be my thought because you know i i feel like kids are such like in 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 the gay and quickly people people like people are so averse to children <laughs> They're like oh i don't want no kid oh and i'm like why are we acting like this come on doc why i don't understand and they yeah on that too there, there's been dudes who's like oh i'm not i don't i'm not gonna be i'm not trying to be a dad and i was like oh you're not gonna be a dad but i'm glad to yeah, be like, like, who is asking you <laughs> like when, when did you have a child I'm just, is someone getting one like and i was like yeah but also like that to me tells me like you, you aren't even trying to make room for my child so i'm just mm-hmm. like so for me, it was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm protecting my peace. I'm protecting my experience. And, like, um, I think parts of me also just like, just fuck it. Just date when, like, just date later. I don't know. Um, shit. Because I'm in critical pieces of my life to where it's so transitionary that I'm like, do I have room to date? And I know I do. Yeah, I, I know for me that I'm a date when when I find the right person, and that's just mm-hmm. it. But I no longer am like lowering my expectations, and I will have expectations of the person I bring in my life. Because one dude was like, "You shouldn't have expectations of dudes," and I was like, "Then you shouldn't date dudes." What if? Oh, wow, dude. these mm-hmm. are larger conversations. I'd be like, <laughs> "Man, we are really." When people say men are trash, I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> That men are are I look men are literally like yeah don't have expectations of us you're like what <laughs> you don't want a bar a bar dog I'm like come on yeah yeah I love each other better than that that bar though like I'm not even gonna lie sometimes I sit there I'm like damn okay I got money I got my own shit a nigga can cook clean. Fucking do shit, build a foundation. Like, what more does a nigga need to have in order to be like, I'm a catch, I'm a catch. I'm like, and I ain't losing more weight. I'm like, I'm still good, so I'm still a catch. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So I'm just like, damn, y'all niggas is really hurt and traumatized. And I get it, though. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. One thing that me and Sonny talk about a lot and we'll continue to talk about on this podcast and otherwise, and it's part of the work I do as a doctoral student, is, you know, masculinity. And, like, I think particularly how the process of becoming a father while thinking about your queerness while being black and being man, and for us being like cis men, it's like you really have to be thinking like, damn, there be things I really be doing that this is not it. This is really not it. Like this is not cute. And then like even and then even like not even actions like recognizing. Like I mean, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a dense thinker, right? Especially in this pandemic, you, like you said, we be in the house like, damn, thinking all the motherfucking time, um, and. Uh, and, and just constantly think, and like, I have these thoughts, and I'm like, why am I thinking about this? Particularly, like, as it pertains for for me to, like, me and my partner, responsibilities, me and my child, what am I doing for my child? How does it perceive? I mean, niggas can't even perceive me, because there's no, nothing to perceive. I'm at the fucking house. But, um, but like, you know, and I'm, I, I'm interested, I guess I'm interested in, like, how has, like, your sense of masculinity changed since having a child. I know some some of the, some people have talked about how like having a girl is distinctly different. Um, I, I I find that interesting because um, I'm like, why is it different versus having a boy? Because for me, for a boy, it's like I really am like I need to check my shit because I'm like not trying to create no toxic ass shit. Um, but there's another question about like. Why, why are we designed into children? What does that look like? But that's a different conversation. But yeah, uh, that's my, I mean, that's my, like, you know, that's, I'm interested in like your process of like understanding masculinity, how you're conceptualizing it, how fatherhood is like shaped it, how father shaped it as a queer man, a black queer man, a black queer Igbo man, you know? <laughs> So I can I can tell you straight up. I think why a lot of people say um, having a girl changes their masculinity is because they're still keeping masculinity, um, and they're saying like, oh, I want to make sure my daughter is feminine um, and has these feminine qualities. So I need to make mm-hmm. sure when I engage with them, I would do these certain things until I'm done engaging with them, um, and then I'll go back and even might be might even be a lot more masculine than I was even having. Right. So yeah. You know, th- that's what I noticed, at least with some of them. I'm like, okay, Brad, you ain't, that ain't, that ain't shit. Like, okay. Um, so <laughs> no, that ain't shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be real. I'm real as fuck. No. You name and shit. And I'm like, yo, but oh, like, yeah. you're performing. You're like parading around. And then you go back right around and do that toxic masculine shit. So I'm yeah. Just, uh, but for me, like, I've, you know, like, I've, in a sense, performed as well, too. And I think that that was something that was there to me. Um, because I was, you know, when I was younger, I was feminine. Uh, I was a little more feminine. My mom was like, oh, fuck no. We ain't doing that shit. Not in my house, mm. not in my breast, not in my presence. Matter of fact, if I even think you're doing it and you ain't 10 miles from my ass, I'm going to make sure I call your ass and make sure you're not. Um, <laughs> so for me, uh, re-engaging my masculinity, um, like, you know, I, I still, there's times where I'm masculine. I think sometimes that comes out differently and the, what I wear or what I think, um, I'm so quick to be like putting on a dress um, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm no longer masculine, but yet still being masculine even with that dress on. So yeah, I'm just yeah. like, bruh, like you're masculine. 
Um, so I say it in this in this context or in this in this perspective of like I love my masculinity. Oh yeah, my healthy masculinity, and I love to make sure though that I I can really start to merge the idea of masculinity with femininity and really say like oh like okay girls might do this or this might be a little more feminine, but yet that's a part of my masculinity. So like I love just kind of merging that, and I think oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is what you're saying. And I'm like, I'm loving all that yeah. shit. Um, it's a beautiful, like, like makeout session, session, you know? Yeah, it really is, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, yes. I'm like, I wish I could get into, like, even, like, makeup more. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like I look real fucking beaten, too. Um, oh, okay. Also, I don't like shit on my face. And I like more natural shit. Um, and I want to grow my hair out, but my hair don't grow. My hair don't grow. Um, so I'm like, oh, I'm like always jealous, and I'm like, damn, I like get these fucking hair and these fucking beards, and I could be cute as fuck just doing all these things that braids. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want no fake hair in my head, so I'm like, that shit ain't fair. Mm-hmm. So, um, having my daughter though has really opened my eyes to her idea, actually, of what mm-hmm. it is to be feminine, being in the social systems that she exists in. Um, mm-hmm. She's like, oh, daddy, boys don't do that, and I'm like, girl, stop. <laughs> Um, let me tell you what a boy does and what a boy doesn't do. And then you could go ahead and tell me what a girl does and what a girl doesn't do. Um, so already at three, four, we having conversations on gender um, and expression. And I'm like, damn. That is so good. Right. And I'm just like, and I love it. Because I know if she's going to go to her grandma house, though, my mom going to be like, well, a girl does this. And a girl does Yeah. Um, and I'm like, girl, come home. So you can get the real education that you need. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that I haven't had too much change because it's always something that I've dived into and, and really kind of um, engaged with, especially having like gender non-conforming and trans friends, um, really being able to like have those conversations. Uh, so it's 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 been a beautiful merriment when I go to my other black friends who are like really masculine and toxic um, and not toxic too, because they're all like learning and unlearning. Um, and like being able to be open to those conversations where they're just like, yo, like, that's why I fuck with you, Martel. Like you give us space to learn. Um, and I'm just mm. like, yeah, I'm gonna give you space to learn. Cause I'm always call your ass out. Uh, when you don't want to learn though, and we having a problem, that's when we probably not gonna fuck with each other. Right. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's a good thing to, to have been around other black men who have grown up in these socialized environments, um, and have been able to be like, cool, like, we're going to learn from Martel, but I think also because I have that privilege of being a little bit more masculine, to where they're like, oh, it's a gay guy, he's still masculine, he may or may not have these feminine qualities at times, um, but we could at least learn from him. So I take that privilege with me, and I make sure that we can have deeper dives into all of that as well, too. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's been beautiful, it's been beautiful, and I'm, I'm really excited when my daughter gets older, um, to really be like, all right, girl, Cause once she like the chest pops out and she doing all the other shit and I'm like, damn, we really gotta talk about some shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What, what that's gonna look like for her? I'm, yeah. I'm I'm curious. Like I I have a an understanding as a person who's like only uh, newly getting getting comfortable with like attaching the masculine and the feminine parts of myself and like showing that to uh like my family the world whatever like um i'm i think i think what i'm tr- what i'm trying to get at is being uh like a lot a lot of my masculinity was like beat into me 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and there and there is there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of unlearning that comes with the association of hey, if you are not masculine, then this then you will literally have pain inflicted on on onto you. And so, mm-hmm. uh, like, are there are there any points where the um, where 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 that where that conflict like kind of like holds you back from you know more or less exposing exposing your true self to the world and like how does that work in and navigating your daily life with fatherhood like you you know um a lot of that like when i when i went to college and i kind of what i say like uh the phoenix rising and became this new person because i lost everything uh friends family all that shit coming out and, and and going through that that process there um, and having that forced cultural acceptance on me of like, this is what it's like to be a black man in society. Um, so I think after that, after even some other shit that happened that really, really unpacked who Martello Kanji is, that's a whole ass different conversation though. Um, mm-hmm. I really got to a point where I was like, fuck what anybody else thinks. Like y'all ain't shit because you don't want to be your best self. And I was like, the reason why I have so much capacity to do so many different things in my life and like um, to do it unapologetically is because I've really embraced um, who I am um, with no limitations. Um, and I think that that has like even given me the, the, the opportunity to say like, I'm gonna be my, like a father, like I'm going to be a professional, I'm going to be an educator, all these things that give imposter syndrome and me being able to break through those even easier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was like at 18, 19. Like I didn't get a chance to say like, um, I had people who had expectations on me because I was like, I had nobody. So it was like, I got to create expectations for myself. Um, and that really was like, so profound in how I'm just like, I don't owe anybody anything. Who do I want to be? Huh. And like that, in that moment, I think ever since navigating that, it was yeah, I never really had a challenge in holding back and like being able to like be me and all of me and like, you know, and, and there's still times I think where I'll be like mindful because I'm like, it's a life or death situation. And I'm like, not about to be the dumb nigga and be like, okay, let me put on the mask and parade around for a bit um, for my own life because now I'm a father and I don't get to do that as often as I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's literally only in the same sense that I'm gonna have some conversations about it to transition the space too. I'm a walk in a space and I'm a disrupt shit, period. Um, some of my colleagues would be like, Martel, like, please don't get shot one day. Like, don't, don't be that person. I was like, assassination could still exist. It might be 2021, but assassinations could still exist. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm a disrupt shit. I don't give a fuck. Um, so yeah, it, it, I can see like before, um, and I just, you know, like I just had some really pivotal, very, very pivotal things happen in my life that really allowed me to be profound and who I am. Um, would I ask to go through them again to be this person? Fuck no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also note that I'm I'm fortunate to be able to have thrived um, and 65% healed from a lot of those different things. Um, yeah. I think, uh, if I may, Hassani, add, uh, yeah. add a bit. I th- I mean I think the thing the other thing that sticks to me is that like, I mean you got I mean. The thing that often comes to my mind, particularly when I'm talking to my family members and like and and other other niggas I run into, is that you gotta recognize that 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 you that it's been 
that it, it was a painful process or like you've been hurt by the process. I think a lot of folks don't, a lot of folks don't view it as painful, right? They're like that's just how I raise up, and it's like, did you like it? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that a good time? And I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think there's certain aspects that are probably fun, right? Like, oh, I happen to like basketball, or I happen to like football, and therefore I was encouraged to do football. Cool, you know, that's like happenstance, <laughs> you know, that's like not like you know. But there's other moments where you're like, oh, hey, this is a cool flower. Oh, I want to wear pink when you're five years old and your parents like, don't do that shit. Right. Or like you're crying, like stop crying. Boys don't cry. You're like, Oh, I, so I, yeah. So I, yeah. So I think that, I think the thing for me is, you know, I think about times where like it was, it was damaging, right? Like <laughs> this process of like learning masculinity is like a very damaging pro. Like it's not always this damaging process, but oftentimes it can be really damaging. And I had to realize like, Oh, this process is not, this process has been lightweight painful. <laughs> right and like recognizing like this is not it mm-hmm. you know and i mean and that's why like sometimes like in this parenting process right where i'm having these tensions i'm not even having ten- i'm having tensions with with my partner but like they're really tensions with me right where i'm concerned we've talked about this before like i'm not providing quote unquote right in some way to reform but it's just like these like painful growing pains that like i've had with my family and my other socialization processes like with fan friends TV, whatever, where I'm like, damn, but like, you know, a stay home dad sounds kind of sick. I mean, literally the first three months I was like, yo, this sounds dope. Like if it wasn't for COVID, I'd be like, baby, sign me the fuck up. This is tight. Okay. <laughs> this is tight as fuck. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but you know, but you know, my grandma would I be like, why would, why, why would you do that? Are you, a, are you a real man? Right. And that's hurtful. It's like, oh, well, like, like I, I identify as a man, so what's what's the problem? Like, am I am I Pinocchio? Like, <laughs> the fuck just happened? Um, so I, I yeah, I mean, not to be flipping, but I think I mean I think that's like a, I think I keep saying like like that's a pivotal part because I think one, one of my good friend, one of my friends, my good friends, um, I talked to her about the hospital process, right, and how I felt emasculated during the process because I couldn't help my partner through the pain at a certain point, right. And they were like, this is super interesting. You said you use emasculated versus disempowered, right? Which is different, right? It's like, because like emasculated means like I felt some kind of threat or like it was a cost into some sense of my identity versus disempowered is like, man, like I really want some capacity to help support, but I, I am not unable to do so, right? Um, right. And again, like, damn, like I blindsided and I'm like, oh, baby, this is a problem. <laughs> we got to work this shit on out. You know, so um, I think that's the other thing I think about. Like when you ask, as you have to know you're hurt. I think mm-hmm. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of men and a lot of masculine center folks that I walk around like that may not be actually aware that they're hurt or or that their process to like to what they think is what they ideally want to be is like not as hurtful. Right, and the process they got there was like not great, right? So they're like, they're like, they're standing here as a man, like, what hell of scar tissue? And then, like, girl, this is not it. Like, let's get you some cocoa butter and get it started. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna echo that. I, I I really gotta echo that. The the second you done being in pain, is the second you like, okay, cool, let's go heal, let's go feel good, because I feel yeah. good being me. And doing all that other shit, that's it's so painful that I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit in bed, nobody. Yeah. 
I hear that. Cool. That's amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have any more questions, Sonny? Because we can just wrap this on up. I, I don't think I do. Cool. Well, Martel, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, out of your busy ass, Ebo ass schedule to join us on the Black Zaddy podcast, the BZP. I would like to say, you know, welcome to the Black Zaddy clan. The other thing I want to the other, the other thing I want to ask you is for those the black queer folks who want to be parents, who want to be fathers, who identify as masculine center, what is a piece of advice or wisdom that you want to share with them? Make sure that you are willing to love all of you and all of them, and that's mm-hmm. all needed to guide your way. Oof. Okay. Beautiful. As you. Thank you. As y'all know, this is the this is the Black Zaddy podcast. If you're interested in getting on the show, have ideas, have someone you want to suggest, questions you want us to answer, topics that you want us to expand on, please feel free to hit us up on Instagram at Black Zaddies, B L A Q Z A D D I on Instagram, or hit us on the email. That's Black Zaddies, B L A Q. C-A-D-D-I-E-S at gmail.com Peace and much love.